Hi everyone, welcome to the Blue Ridge Church of Christ podcast. My name is Phil Bruns. Thank you so much for taking time from your day to be with us. Well, have you ever walked into your home after being gone on a long trip for a week or two weeks and you put your things away and you get to lay down in your own bed that night with your own pillow and your own blankets? It feels oh so good. Well, we need that same kind of home for our hearts in the spiritual sense. We're going to talk more about that on today's podcast. A few weeks ago, my wife and I came home from a trip to Europe. Uh, We had a fantastic time. We were gone for a couple of weeks and were able to to visit some biblical sites such as Ephesus and Athens and Rome, Corinth and many others. We had such a good time. But in that, if I counted right, we stayed in nine different hotels along the whole trip. Most of the trip was two nights here and then two nights there and then two nights at the next place. And when we got home, we were so looking forward as we flew into our hometown and saw the lights and saw the familiar streets as the the plane began to become closer to landing. And we were so excited to land uh, at our hometown. And when our daughter picked us up and took us into our home, that even felt better. It felt better to be at home and we got home late that night, put our suitcases that were filled with the dirty laundry on the floor and we crawled into bed for the night because we were so, so tired. But oh my goodness, did the bed ever feel good? Did my pillow ever feel good? Just knowing where the bathroom was in the middle of the night just felt comforting to know that there's something about a comfortable feeling when you are in your familiar familiar surroundings that you have when you're home. There's, there's a real comfort that comes from that. It's appropriate that you're there. There's something that's right about it. Well, we also need a spiritual home. Not that we should take a vacation from it, and I'm not talking about a, sp- a church membership. Lots of people have church memberships. But I'm talking about a spiritual home, a place for your heart, a place for your soul, a place for spiritual safety, a place that is full of goodness. Now, the title of my lesson today is Home is Where the Heart Is, and we're going to continue on our journey of the names of God. We've talked about Yahweh. We've talked about Elohim. We've talked about Abba and a few others. Today, we're going to talk about Yahweh Nissi. Yahweh Nissi. Somewhat obscure in God's word. We only find it really one time mentioned uh, in the context of the name of God. And we're going to go ahead and start reading there. I'm reading out of the NET version today. And I'm going to start in Exodus chapter 17, reading in verse 8. It says, Amalek came and attacked Israel from Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out and fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought against Amalek, just as Moses had instructed him. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses would raise his hands, then Israel prevailed. But whenever he would rest his hands, then Amalek prevailed. And when the hands of Moses became heavy, they took a stone and put it underneath them. And Aaron and Hur held up his hand, one on one side and one on the other. And so his hands were steady until the sun went down. So Joshua destroyed Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord said to Moses, 
write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing, for I will surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek from under the sun. Moses built an altar, and he called it, The Lord is my banner. For he said, For a hand was lifted up to the throne of the Lord, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. You know, this past summer we talked about this very same scripture, but it was in the, uh, a lesson about Joshua, where Joshua was in the valley, and he and he had picked his army to fight with them, were fighting against the armies of Amalek. Meanwhile, at the top of the hill, Moses, Aaron, and Hur stood there, gazing upon the battle. And when Moses had his hands up, it was very clear that the Israelites had dominance over the armies of Amalek. They were winning the battle that was taking place. But then, as would make sense, Moses' arms were tired from holding them up in the air. And so Aaron and Hur uh, uh, realized that when Moses lowered his hands, the tide turned in the battle. And Amalek and his armies would actually have uh, a victory, small little victories, winning the battle against the Israelites and as Joshua led them. And so Aaron and Hur, together with Moses, worked together to bring some rocks in. And Aaron and Hur were able to help Moses hold his arms up so that they could win the battle that they could win the battle, the Israelites defeating the armies of Amalek. With this as context, the title of the lesson being, Home is Where the Heart Is. I want to take a look at this uh, verse 15. It says that Moses had built an altar, and he called it, The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. In the Hebrew words, it is the Lord uh, as in Yahweh. The Yahweh is my banner. The Yahweh is my Nisi. Yahweh Nisi. How encouraging would it be to be called a banner? If I said to one of my friends, oh man, you are just so encouraging. You are a banner. Now, you might be thinking, well, surely there must be some, some deep meaning to the word Nisi, the Hebrew word Nisi. And, but the answer is no, not really. It means banner. It means flag. It means a sail. So consider that. If you did something awesome for a friend, you just encouraged them, or you went and mowed their grass, or made them dinner and brought it to them, and they said, oh, man, thank you so much. You are my flag. Or someone had a baby and I was so happy for them. And I said, oh man, you, you are amazing. I'm so happy for your family. You guys are my flags. That doesn't even make sense. That's not encouraging at all. So perhaps there is some deeper meaning here besides Moses just calling the Lord his banner. Besides Moses just calling Yahweh Nisi. Well, let's start with the context again of this story where Moses' hands were lifted up like a banner. They were lifted like in reverence to the Lord, in reverence to Yahweh. Moses said that, that he was going to uh, lift his hands, or he had lifted his hands up to the throne of the Lord. But then he also says something interesting and says that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to 
to generation. In other words, there doesn't seem to be an end to these battles with Amalek. But perhaps there's maybe a, a deeper meaning there, because we know that uh, Amalek, uh, who was a, a king who fought against uh, God's people, he wouldn't live forever and ever. There wouldn't be a generation after generation of Amalek as, as the king. But there would be generation after generation of what Amalek represented. You see, Amalek represented uh, opposition to Yahweh in this case. And there was always going to be a divide between what Amalek stood for and what God stands for. In other words, Amalek, he represents pride, arrogance, selfish gain, and many other uh, sinful, evil things. Meanwhile, God, the creator, he's the God of love, the God of peace, the God of justice, the God of so many things that are actually good. And those things never mesh together. So thus there would always be a battle going on from generation to generation and continuing today between darkness and light. And we know that, we feel that from time to time, I think, when we're in touch with ourselves. And we know that, you know what, our lives are about our self-interest. We are, in fact, in conflict with God as well. Thus, we need to look hard at exactly where our spiritual home is. And to restate what I'd said earlier, not discussing church membership. Again, there's lots of people that have church memberships. But I'm talking about a home for your heart and a home for your soul. So let's look farther on what Moses is talking about and what he was thinking about of Nissi when Moses is calling uh, the Lord that he is a banner, that he is the Nissi. I think we can get some ideas from other places where we actually find the term Nissi and why it's so important when we think of a home for our hearts. My first point of the lesson today is that the home is a destination of goodness. And I like to read first in Isaiah chapter 49, and I will follow that up again with another scripture after that. Isaiah chapter 49, reading verses 22 and 23. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I will raise my hand to the nations. I will raise my signal flag to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. Kings will be your children's guardians. Their princesses will nurse your children. With their faces to the ground, they will bow down to you and they will lick the dirt on your feet. Then you will recognize that I am the Lord. Those who wait patiently for me are not put to shame. In verse 22, it says, I will raise a signal flag to the peoples. Signal flag from the Hebrew word Nisi. Let's turn over to Isaiah chapter 11. We find a similar scripture in verse 12. It says, He will lift a signal flag for the nations. He will gather Israel's dispersed people and assembles Judah's scattered people from the four corners of the earth. Ephraim's jealousy will end, and Judah's hostility will be eliminated. Ephraim will no longer be jealous of Judah, and Judah no longer be hostile towards Ephraim. You see, in both of these scriptures, uh, the term uh, Nisi is used as a signal flag. And it's like Yahweh is waving this flag to us. Over here, over here. Well, what's there, you might wonder. 
It's like a, a destination for the fruits of the Spirit as you look at these two, two scriptures. I mean, it is all good. It's a destination where scattered people with scattered lives can find order. It's a place of patience. It's a place of healing, security, and hope, and many other things, all good things. But it's also a place of living under God's sovereignty. As it said in Isaiah 49, it said, recognize that we will recognize that he is Lord. And we will recognize living under God's sovereignty. God is waving this flag. Come over here. Come over to where I am. This is also a place where like Amalek, where there is no room for jealousy, no room for anger, no room for hostilities, division, or discord. In fact, it's a place for us. If we want to go there, it's a place where we need to check our sinful nature at the door because our sinful nature is actually in conflict with God's nature. When we think about a home for our heart, a home for our heart is about God and our view of him and our lives in reflection of that. It's about us and our view of God and seeing that he, in fact, is the Lord, that he is as sovereign as who he says he is and recognize recognizing our place against that. It's about our view of God and, in contrast, how we work within our sinful nature, how we deal with our sinful nature, how we, as Jesus commands us, deny ourselves and to pick up our cross. A home for our heart is about God and our view of him, and it's all good. It is all good. My second thought today is that it's also a place of safety and protection. As we look at Psalm chapter 60, David is writing Psalm chapter 60 after one of his battles. And he says in verse 4 and 5, he says, You have given your loyal followers a rallying flag. Your loyal followers a nissi, so that they might seek safety from the bow. Deliver by your power and answer me so that the ones you love may be safe. You have given your loyal flowers, uh, followers, in verse 4, a rallying flag. Again, we find the word nisi, meaning flag. You know, this is a home, a place where you can, we can be protected from those who want to harm us. You know, just like in the physical battles that we see here with uh, Joshua fighting Amalek, we see David uh, writing this in after one of his battles. We have an enemy. Let me make that more personal. You have an enemy that is trying to hurt you. And I think you and I would agree and many others would agree and be able to talk about darts that have been thrown at us from him in our lives. Not literally physical darts, but spiritual darts. Spiritual darts thrown at us meant to harm us spiritually, meant to scatter the faith so that you cannot find your way home. Darts of deceit, darts of lies, darts of distraction. And it's so hard sometimes to decipher 
what is real, what is godly, what is true. But I'm sure that you have experienced that. Through disappointments and broken dreams, these darts can come from any direction, any way, at any time, and at any age. Because, again, we have an enemy that is fighting against us. But I think we should note something else that David says here. You know, it was actually the loyal followers, he says, that could see the rallying flag. He said to God that you have given your loyal followers the flag. This term, uh, when you think of loyal followers, what do you think of? What do you think of when you think of a loyal follower of God? You might think of someone who's in God's word, someone that, that reads and studies and prays with regularity. Someone maybe who teaches others about God. Someone who just spends a lot of time day after day, week after week, just in prayer as a loyal follower of God. While all of those may be true, loyal follower here, the term in Hebrew is from yare, which means fearing, which means morally reverent. You see, this just applies to everyone. Being a loyal follower of God is not just for the most spiritual, but it is for all of us. No one gets a pass. You do not get a pass on it. To be a loyal follower of God, we're talking about your heart fearing God and having moral reverence to God. You see, that's the spiritual home, living in fear and reverence of our God. When we live in total fear and moral reverence of God, it is such a place of goodness. It is a place with much goodness. And it is a place of spiritual protection. So I want to encourage you to look in the mirror here. Because this is the good news of God. That he longs to have this uh, relationship with us. But there is our part of it. There is our part. We just can't kind of do this. We can't just say, you know what? I'm going to be half reverent of God. I'm going to be a little bit fearing of God. That makes no sense. Either we are or we are not. And the more we struggle to fear and the more uh, morally reverent of God, the more we land with our hearts actually more about ourselves. If they're not on God, our heart goes back to our own sinful natures, our own desires. Maybe you find yourself there right now. Maybe you've experienced that in the past. Maybe you know someone else who might be struggling in the same area. But you know as well as I do, it gets harder and harder and harder to see God waving his flag when we start to lose the battle and we find ourselves struggling in anger, impurity, selfishness, pride, idolatry, and arrogance, and many other things. Some of those very same things that Amalek stood for when fighting against Moses and the Israelites. And the battle would continue generation after generation after generation. Look in the mirror for yourself. If fearing and morally reverent of God doesn't describe you, if you don't feel like that is describing your heart, you will struggle in finding that spiritual home. But God longs for that for us. 
God longs for us not to be in this conflict against him. And I know for myself, for my family, for the Blue Ridge Church of Christ and any others that, of you that might be listening, I want all of us to have a home for our hearts, to go where Yahweh is the Nisi, where he is waving the flag for us to come, waving the flag for us to come to him so that we can find our way there, calling us in, helping us to overcome the obstacles, the rocks, the the mountains, and the fallen trees that are on our pathway to him, talking about ourselves, our own sinful natures, things that we fight against, the fear, the stubbornness. Sometimes it's just self-induced boundaries that we put against God. Do you see the flag? Do you see it waving? Do you see God calling you? Or are you and yourself too much in the way? One way to think about that is what is the hardest thing for you about God? And when you think about God, what is keeping the for lack of better term, forgive me, the fearometer, the fearometer down. What is getting in the way? Now, if you're like me, I write this list because these are things that I have struggled with from time to time at different points in my life. Maybe you're struggling with some of the same, the deep down anger of something in the past where it's just got a hold on you. It's just got a ring around your neck and it's keeping you from seeing the flag waving or could be hard to trust and be vulnerable about your life to those who care about you of just be an open an open book for those who uh, long to help you maybe we're just too scared to tell someone else about jesus and so we we miss the the joy and the uh the the fun experience of teaching someone about the true gifts that come from God. Or maybe, and I speak about my own experience, it's just nice and comfy right where we are, where you feel like you're close enough to God. You feel like you fear him enough, even if it's just halfway, even if it's just a partial reverence for God. It's pretty comfortable and pretty nice right where you're at, and we're just afraid, afraid to entrust ourselves more to God. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to think about these things this week. Take one thing and pray about it very specifically each day, seven times. Even if it's a holiday, take time to pray about that one thing that is holding you back a little bit. And then sometime in the next couple of weeks after that, talk to someone about it. Shoot us an email or talk to someone that you know and trust. You know, Moses saw it. His heart had an unadulterated fear of God. An unadulterated uh, heart full of reverence that led to safety and goodness. And thus he said, the Yahweh is my Nisi. The Lord is my banner. Praise God that we have that same opportunity for us today. I hope that was helpful, and if you liked it, would like to hear more, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're in the Charlottesville, Virginia area, would like to stop in and visit us at a Sunday service, please send us a note or visit our website at blueridgedisciples.org for more information.